بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم, وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده My brothers and sisters today we will speak about a sahabi whose story is very interesting and strange with one of the Great Sahaba of Rasulullah, but not, that's not how we started. And this is Abu Sufyan bin Harith, radhiyallahu anhu. This is not Abu Sufyan bin Harb, the chief of the Banu Maya and the chief of the Quraysh. This is the cousin of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Al Harith was one of the sons of Abdul Muttalib, the brother of Abdullah bin Abdul Muttalib, the father of Rasulullah. So, Abu Sufyan was the cousin of Rasulullah ﷺ, just like Sayyidina Ali and Sayyidina Ibn Abbas and so on were cousins. Now, not only was he a cousin of Rasulullah ﷺ, but he was also a foster brother of Rasulullah ﷺ because he was nursed by the same uh, lady Halima Sadiya who was the foster mother of Rasulullah ﷺ. So, he was a cousin as well as the foster brother. And throughout childhood, they were the closest of friends. They loved each other. They were very close. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mashiyat and people have their own qadr. When Rasulullah proclaimed Islam, suddenly it was like a switch turned off. Where Abu Sufyan bin Harith, who should have been, logically speaking, one of the first people to accept Islam and be one of the greatest supporters of Rasulullah because they were so close. He became the opposite. He became one of the greatest opponents of Rasulullah Now he was a great warrior and he was very well known for his, uh, for his, for his skills as a warrior. Uh, so he fought in every battle against Rasulullah he participated in whatever torture the Quraysh used to do for the, for the Muslims, for the, for the Sahaba. And he was also a poet. He was very well known as a poet. So he wrote poetry maligning and defaming Rasulullah Now obviously this hurt Rasulullah very much because not only did it hurt him because of what he was doing, but because of who the man was. Right? I mean normally... If a stranger says something, you say, okay, well, you know, this is a stranger. But if it is somebody who is so close to you, you say, how can you do this? You, know, you, are, you are so close to me, how did you? So it hurt him very much. But Rasulullah's way, he did not retaliate, he did not say anything to him. This continued. Many people tried to reason with Abu, with, uh, uh, Abu Sufyan al-Harith, uh, Ibn al-Harith, and tried to tell him, his family itself tried to tell him, don't do this, but nothing could change him. Until it was the time for just before Fatah Makkah. By then he saw that Jaziratul Arab looked like it was going to be, uh, you know, completely filled with, with Islam and Muslims. The power of Rasulullah became clear. So he decided one day, and again, this Allah Ta'ala, one day suddenly his heart changed. So he decided that he's going to go and apologize to Rasulullah and accept Islam. So he took his son. His son's name was Jafar. 
So he took Jafar and went to meet Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam at that time was about four days journey before Makkah. The army was coming. Now he knew that if the Muslims saw and recognized him, then more than likely somebody would kill him because they knew. They knew who he was. They knew all that he had done, and they knew that you know how much he had hurt Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. So he knew that if they recognized him before he got to the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, then they would. Somebody would likely to kill him, so he disguised himself. He wrapped his face up with, uh, you know, with his, uh, uh, with his shimakh, and uh, he reached Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And there he removed his face covering and he said, "I have come to apologize to you, and I have come to accept Islam." But Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam turned his face away. He did not accept his Islam. He turned his face away. So he went around the other side. And Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam turned his face away again. Now, when this happened, he got very concerned and very worried. Then he went to Abu Bakr Siddiq al-Dalano. Abu Bakr Siddiq al-Dalano rejected him. He said, "Get out! I don't want to see you." The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam did not look at you. I will not look at you. He went to Sayyidina Umar. Sayyidina Umar al-Dalano became even more angry. And not only did Sayyidina Umar reject him, Radhiallahu, but he told one of the Ansar Ansar Sahaba. He said, "This is the man. This is the one who has been maligning Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and writing poetry and so on, so on." So the Ansaris all got upset, and this was from the Banu Najjar, who are the family of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's mother. So now Abu Sufyan al-Harith's literally life was in danger. So he went to Al Abbas, who was his uncle. He went to Alabas bin Abdul Muttalib radiallahu anhu and he said to him, "Save me because somebody will kill me. This is what has happened." So Alabas said, "Don't come, don't, don't come to me. I don't want to see you." So the man now is getting rejected by his own family. Is you know people. Then he begged and pleaded with Alabas. He said, "Please, you have to help me." He went to Abdullah bin Abbas and he said, "Please, you have to help me. You are my cousin, and uh, I have come. This is I did what I did, but I am sorry. And you know, somehow somebody has to help me. Otherwise, what?" So Abdullah bin Abbas went to his, took him to his father. His father said, "Okay, I will not help you now, but I will make sure nobody kills you." So he told people. He said, "This is the cousin of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Right now, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is not happy with him, but we don't know. Maybe he will become happy with him. So don't 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 kill him, right? Uh, give him give him some space." So people said, "Okay, they they knew who he was and so on. They left him." Then what he started doing was he went and sat in front of the tent of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam at the door. He sat there, his son standing next to him. So every time Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam came out of the tent, he was sitting there, and he would apologize to him. Right? This went on for three three days. Every day, every <coughs> any time Nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam came out of the tent, he was sitting there. Three days this continued. Finally, Allah subhanahu wa taala put in the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he told him, okay. So he said, "I have forgiven you. I, my heart is clear with 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 respect to you," and he accepted him in Islam. Fatah Makkah finished. <coughs> After Fatah Makkah, the Battle of Hunain, and we know the story. I won't go into the details, but in Hunain, in the beginning, there was a rout completely because when the Hawazim and the uh, and, and the people of Taif uh, they attacked Banu Saqif. Uh, the muslims were literally routed and they turned around and ran except rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam he was right there in the front he was mounted on a white mule and uh, al-abbas radhiyallahu anhu was holding one side of the bridle and the other side of the bridle this man 
the cousin of Nabi Sallallahu Abu Sufyan al-Harith, he held with his left hand and his right hand was a sword and he said to himself, now I will prove to Muhammad Sallallahu that I am loyal to him and I, 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 will, I want to die in this battle. And he was a great fighter anyway. So he went and he fought and he fought and he fought and Nabi Sallallahu then prayed for him. He said, Allah give him victory. So he didn't die with that. He continued to fight and eventually he, uh, he, he managed to rout the people and then you know, we know the whole story of Hanayn and what happened. I won't go into that now. So this is the story of Abu Sufyan bin Harith Finally, he um, he died later in the in the in the in the time of uh, of Osman bin Affan Radhiallahu or Sayyidina Umar. I, I can't remember. I think I think it was Sayyidina Umar's time Radhiallahu. But this is the story. Now the takeaway from this from, for me and which I want to share with you is the. Sincerity of the man, if you think about this, when he was the enemy of Rasulullah also, there was no nifakh, there was no, it was not something in the heart, something in the mouth, he was not deceiving, when he was against him, he was against him openly. And when he came to Islam, the humility of that, the perseverance of seeking forgiveness, right, he did not let go, he didn't say, well, you know, I asked him so many times, now he doesn't forgive me, what can I do? No. He was persistent in day after day, day after day, going and sitting there, completely humiliating himself and saying, Ya Rasulullah, you have to forgive me. You know, and, and he sitting there in front of the tent and when he, when Rasulullah accepted his, uh, uh, his, his tawbah, uh, he was, at that time, Rasulullah was mounted on a, on a horse. Uh, Abu Sufyan bin Harith kissed his foot in the stirrup. In, in gratitude of this. Eh? These things, they, they, they seem small. They're not small. This, is a, this man is from the nobility of the Quraysh. Right? And also, the person he is talking to, for us, he is Rasulullah. But for him, he is his cousin. This is my cousin I grew up with. You know, this is one of the big challenges that, this, that the Sahaba had at that time. Was, for us, it is, within quotes, easy. Because this is the Nabi alayhi salam. This is, there is no confusion. But in their mind... This is my cousin. This is my nephew, right? This is my whoever, right? My, my, my brother or something. And, and suddenly now you have become the Nabi. I mean, what is this? How did it happen? So this is, these are all shaitan plays games, right? So shaitan plays games with, uh, with everybody. So these are some of the things which happened with them. And these are specific and special challenges that they had, which Alhamdulillah, we, we of course, we don't have all these challenges. But I'm saying we, we must appreciate this also to say that these were people who faced those challenges, but Alhamdulillah, and by the fadl of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they came out of that. And then he accepted Islam and he proved himself. So his persistence in seeking Forgiveness. I think this is a very big takeaway for me when I read the story. So, subhanAllah, these are, these are people who, from whom we can learn so much. Right? So, con- continuously seeking forgiveness until it, until it comes to them. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us sincerity to remove any sign of, uh, of nifaq from our hearts. We, to clean our hearts of all negativity and to fill our hearts with hub and muhabbat and love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam wa sallallahu ala nabi al-kareem wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa rahmatika Allah.